Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. My name is Chris O'Mealy. That is Dan Peck. Yes. And this is Season 2, Episode 3, Treehouse of Horror. We're going to do a little something different for this episode. And probably for all the Halloween episodes. So Halloween episodes are my favorite in The Simpsons. Dan, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Treehouse of Horrors? Uh, There's some of the best stuff. They really are. So what we've been doing a lot on CKCC Radio, especially for the patrons, we've been doing watch-alongs with our wrestling content. And what we're actually going to do is Dan and I are going to sync up here on Disney+. Plus. And we're actually going to watch Treehouse of Horror. Instead of just doing the basic rundown and talking about the show notes and everything, Dan and I are actually going to sync up and watch this episode together. So this will be the first time we're going to experiment with the watch-along format for a podcast. So how this works is, if you guys have the Disney Plus app, or maybe you've got the DVD... Or you've got FX now. What I want you guys to do is get to the beginning of the episode. Whatever you have to do to get there. If you have an ad you got to sit through, get through the ad. And get it so that you're pretty much paused on the black screen before we do the fade-in where Marge comes out and talks to the audience. Um, if you're on Disney+, Plus, which Dan and I are going to sync up doing, uh, the timestamp, of course, is 23 minutes and 47 seconds for the episode. But we're literally starting it at the zeros. Now, I don't have any ads to sit through, and I don't think the DVD has anything like that. I'm pretty sure you can just play the episode, and it goes. I haven't watched my Simpsons DVDs in a while, so I don't honestly remember. But FX Now does have ads, especially if you're watching on mobile. I know this because I before Disney Plus got The Simpsons, that's how I got my Simpsons content. So just make sure you get through all that. And then what I always do is I do three, two, one play and on play is when you're going to hit the play button and you should be synced up with us to watch along now i have the volume cranked almost down to nothing on my end so i'm not going to be hearing a ton of the audio and the reason i'm doing that is because obs how we record here records my desktop audio and i don't want the episode to drown dan out i need to hear what you got we're the same source according to that yeah because there's only two sources. There's my microphone and the desktop audio. I'm sure I could mix it up and add more sources and get more complicated with it. But, you know, complicated stuff. And I'm sure I'm just using a basic program, which I'm aware of, you know. So. All right. Let's talk more rock. Okay, you got it. So everybody go ahead and sync up. If you got to pause the podcast to sync up accordingly, do so. And I know some of you may not be listening to, or some of you may be listening to the show in a place where you can't sync up with us. But we'll do our best to kind of run down the episode as it's happening. But we also are going to be commenting on the things that we're hearing and seeing at the same time. Uh, And let us know what you think of this format. Because we're probably going to do this for more Halloween content, and we're probably also going to do this for a couple of other favorite episodes of ours. All right, anything else to add, Dan? Or I think you think I covered it. 
You said more rock. Time to All right. push the button. Okay. So go ahead, grab your screens, count down with me, and when I say play, that's when you hit play. In three, two, one, play. March. It's a good way to start the episode. It's a different way to start the episode. It's kind of like a response to the parent television console hating the show originally. It's pretty much exactly what it is. Your family's awful. And you know she's totally saying that as part of like the Fox thing. They're just like, well, say this. Make sure that we don't accept responsibility for what's about to happen. Uh, the classic intro, Dan. The spooky the clouds. Sandy's Halloween special. Wasn't even called Treehouse of Horror yet. The best are looking at all the gravestones. What do we got? Ezekiel Simpson. Ezekiel Cornelius. Garfield. The Grateful, the Grateful Dead. Dead. Elvis. Your name here. Disco Paul and Paul McCartney. McCartney. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Look, the actual treehouse. It's an actual treehouse of horror. That's a good bookend. Homer loves Halloween. First line. That comes back at the end of the episode. So Santa's little helper's in the tree. Also, so the kids aren't trick-or-treating, right? No, but Homer was. But Homer totally was. So there's an Amityville horror. Like the design of the house is so cool, though. That's all of it here. That is James Earl Jones. He appears in every episode in this little series. That's totally a white guy that he's voicing. There's a lot of references you got to catch in here. There's your first paranormal thing. The same book that Bart keeps unpacking. They got a, they got one of the rabbits, the Life is Hell rabbits. Marge not notice the blood the first time she brought the groceries in. I don't know. I like that the orange just disappears, but the paper actually comes out of the wormhole. So how are they not more alarmed that that was happening? <laughs> so that was the breaking point. She said the word evil and that's the breaking point. Not the bleeding walls. Not the vortex. 
Not Bart getting strangled. I love that the house gives them their coats. <laughs> I know, that's so great. It's not a few dollars. It's got great high ceilings. <laughs> you realize that it's almost essentially their house, just nicer? I know, right? <laughs> the layouts, they lay out the exact same. It, they must really be attached to that specific layout. And also, it's only the first night, so there's no furnishings in Bart's room at all, except for the bed. That's what you do, dude. You unpack the bed first. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So you got somewhere to sleep when you're tired. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm your conscious. Lisa, the butcher knife, Lisa. I like the evil tree outside. It's a butcher knife in her. Oh, yeah, because that's totally what she's right. got in her nightstand. Well, I'd probably put it there. Oh, uh, do you see that Homer's got the uh, the one hair was sweaty like in the shinning? So where the hell did he get the axe from? He axed him a question. I love the zombified look on their faces. And then, of course, Maggie's got a freaking pocket knife. That's the best payoff, is it turns out Marge is just making a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's all it took, right? Oh, my God. The graves. Not so Not crazy. So crazy horse. <laughs> Mahama, Mahama Gandhi. Gandhi. <laughs> this is Indian. Get it? <laughs> Mr. Plute. Marge is about to have it. Your intestines will rise and boil. Your eyes will burn. This is actually really graphic. Considering it's only the 16th episode of the whole series. The gross stuff. He runs out of descriptions. He just is like, it's gross. <laughs> I like that she silenced it. It's just breathing heavily. Look at me. I've never been so angry. My hands are shaking. Better than your eyes bursting. Do it again. What? Make the walls bleed. No. Hey, man, we own you. Let's see some. I like that he could just change the texture of the wall. Come on, man. Do it. Do the blood thing. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Why are you trying to scare us? Are you trying to keep us from getting close to you? Maybe even loving you? Leave me alone. Hey, listen, lady. Well, don't call me lady. My name is Marge Simpson, 
So he can talk to them and threaten them, but when they try to talk to him, it's leave me alone. the best part. He doesn't even give them their coats this time. Life with the Simpsons. What choice do I have? Well, at least the Indian gravestones are still intact. Oh, that backfired. Well, that last story was just the warm up for this macabre tale, which I call macabre tale. It was utterly macabre. <laughs> so this is based on a classic episode of the Twilight Zone. A mafia staff apron. That was a that was a reference to the fly. The fly Is getting it? into the cut. Yeah, because when he gets electrocuted, he goes, ow. This is also a running joke in future episodes, too. Homer over-filling the grill with the lighter fluid. Yep. Cool, man. <gasps> also, it's kind of amusing about this episode is the fact that... <laughs> Green. <laughs> How does nobody else in the entire town see the UFO? It's not like they're it's isolated. Like it's the Simpsons up to their bullshit again. Yeah, pretty much. I love that it can't get Homer because he's too heavy. <laughs> so they have to use the extra light, and he's still casually he's still casually eating his burger. From a state of obesity! And now we're gonna meet two of my favorite characters of all time on The Simpsons. But their voices aren't right yet. Not yet. Greetings, Earthlings. I am Kang. Do not be frightened. We mean you no harm. You speak English. I am actually speaking right Chilean. By an astonishing coincidence, both of our languages are exactly the same. So, what are you gonna do with this man? It's funny that Rigelian happens to make it with English. Of all the languages on Earth, it could have been messed up. With. Over Rigel Seven. Look, I know that to you, we Simpsons are a lower order of life. We so Rigel is a uh, Star Trek planet system. James Earl Jones again. Do pronounce it correctly. I would have to pull out your tongue. Would I get amused about that? They know exactly what to give them all. And Lisa's so excited about that fried shrimp. She won't be into that in a little bit. Also, they're making very American dishes. Your wife is 
So his name is Serok the Preparer, but you can't pronounce that correctly unless you pull out his tongue. Yet they say it properly. I also love that he knew to put it on Itchy and Scratchy for the kids. Yeah, Kodos' voice is still off, too. Kang's, I think, is pretty on point with the future, but Kodos is definitely off. Now, I wonder if they wrote off Serok the Preparer after this. Look at that camera angle. Their heads are on plates. <laughs> I'm sure they just wrote off Serok because of the guest star role. Yeah. But it's very, very rare that they, we ever see another alien. It's a two-party two system. You have to vote for one of us. What if we vote third party? Go ahead, throw your vote away. There's so much foreshadowing to what's going to happen, and I love that the payoff is that it's wrong the whole time. Yep. Well, it subverts the, uh, the what it's based on, right? Right. To serve man. How to cook 40 humans. It's a very pink kitchen that they got. There's a little bit more dust on here. There's also really good lighting effects in this episode. I love that Homer is still can't stop eating despite the fact that he's being threatened. He's got his breadstick. I know, he's threatening him with a breadstick. How to cook for humans. Ah. Uh, 40 humans. Also, the dust is very strategically placed. Yes. And it's space dust, not just any dust, space dust. <laughs> there are snakes in space? There's literally everything in space! But not bras. <laughs> Homer's so fat that they're able to use a cookbook for 40 people and feed that whole family. <laughs> Nice job, Lisa. Yeah, Lisa, you're the worst. We offered you paradise. You would have experienced emotions a hundred times greater than what you call love. It's funny because they're totally good guys here, but every other time we see them now, they're trying to conquer the planet. In fact, well, in the this isn't canon. Of course. 
Which is funny because they've shown up in other episodes. I love when they do the Futurama crossover episode. And at the end, Kang and Kodo show up to lure Lur's planet. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Yeah, Lisa, you're, you are the fucking worst. Lisa literally ruined everything. So Bart told the first two stories, and Lisa gets the last one. And hers is actually the best. This whole segment is friggin' brilliant. Because that's all it is. It's just a retelling of The Raven. And James Earl Jones, once again... Literally forgotten lore. Did you read The Raven in school? No, did, not in school. I we did, did Telltale Heart in school, though. We did, a, we did a whole section on Poe, and I remember we had, like, a Poe book that we were all borrowing, and I was really excited about it. I love that they had the, the extra little picture frame for her hair. This is like a great atmospheric book, but it's really not that scary in the long run. This better be good. They make it look like it's an apartment. He's looking down yeah, a really long hallway. Yeah, and like, he's like a one room. Or he's like a teacher at a university or something. I guess that's possible, too. And this is when you know it's going to get good when you realize what the raven looks like. He actually sits down, and then he's immediately standing up in the next shot. What about me? What about the raven? Nevermore. Eat my shorts. Stupid sensors. And of course, the angels have to be Lisa and Maggie. We gotta get everybody in it. 
this guy to Pentia and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Don't be that word I died a parting! Because <laughs> he really does get angry, doesn't he? In the story. Nevermore. And now we're going to Simpsonify it. <laughs> oh, there goes a purple curtain. <laughs> Doe, I missed. And there's Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. And here come all the Poe stories. Just the shadow just covering up on Homer as he's just staring up at him. And of course the Bart laugh to conclude it. Well yeah, they they were cowards. Friday the thirteenth part one is actually really not that scary. <laughs> In fact, the first Halloween isn't well, I actually think the first Halloween is scary because it's suspenseful. There's no gore in it, but, like, that's what I like about scariness. There's a lot of Life is Hell references. The kids are all fine, but Homer is scared to death. Yep. He went from being under the covers to trying to plead with her in two shots. And there's the raven. Well, but he said he loved Halloween. That's the best bookend. He goes from loving it to hating it, all because his kids are telling scary stories. And so they there's... haven't done the James Hellbrooks yet. No, we don't have the, uh, the scariness yet, but there's Brad Bird. You know, he's part of it. There's Schwartzwelder. All the real geniuses. I love that even the individual shorts had their own credits. <laughs> they credited Edgar Allan Poe, obviously. It's not like they wrote that. Because he was a writer, bruh. But it's not often they do credits over an actual background either, which is pretty cool. Plus, I love the synthesizer music. Yeah, they made it spoopy, but it's just the theme. It works. The Gracie lady's also regular. They don't have the uh, the standard scream yet that they generally would throw in, like with other Halloween episodes. So yeah, that's our uh, our watch along for Treehouse of Horror. I hope you guys enjoy that, like, because we're definitely going to be doing that with uh, with Halloween episodes. Because I I don't I don't think you can really. Just you can do a Halloween episode justice by reviewing it. 
So I think this is easily the best way to to tackle something like this. What I'm going to do real quick, though, is I am going to bring up the trivia page and go through any trivia that we can actually discuss from this episode. Although there isn't a, a whole hell of a lot more to add to it. But uh, we already mentioned that James Earl Jones does his guest voice roles. Um, Kang is credited to Harry Shearer and Kodos is credited to Dan Castellaneta. I, I'll have to check the next episode and see how their credits are set up to see if they're still doing the same voices or not. But it definitely sounds like they're, uh, they're characters. So yeah, we mentioned uh, Matt Groening was nervous about The Raven because it did not have many gags and felt it would be the worst, most pretentious thing they had ever done on the show. But you know what? I think that's it was freaking brilliant. This is the only Treehouse of Horror episode to be set in the Treehouse. Because after this, they do the narration stuff for the first four, but then once we get to five, there's no more narrative. It's just stories. Uh, We mentioned during the opening credits that they had Paul McCartney, which references the infamous Paul is Dead hoax. That apparently some people still believe. I did that on Facebook a couple days ago. Or like last week I said... What are some conspiracy theories that people actually believe? And one of my friends genuinely believes that the original Paul McCartney died and they replaced him with a lookalike. So that's still going on. So do you know how James Earl Jones got the uh, drooling sound for his character? Did he drool? He ate a cookie next to the microphone. That actually works. That's a great way to do it. You get to eat cookies and record a voice on The Simpsons. That sounds awesome to me. So according to the DVD commentary, Kang and Kodos' evil nature was supposed to be revealed. The final title was going to be How to Cook for 40 Humans and Then Eat Them. But, <laughs> but they decided to go with, uh, with that part. And uh, yes, as I mentioned, um, Treehouse of Horror 2, the Gracie Films logo will have a pipe organ. And then in 4 and onwards, they do the scream instead of the shush. So we're going to probably do watch-alongs for those as well. Um, The only Treehouse of Horror to use the Treehouse motif, and so far, one of two Treehouse of Horrors that doesn't use the spooky names. I guess uh, Treehouse of Horror 13 also doesn't use spooky names in the titles. Uh, We mentioned Homer was reading Forgotten Lore Volume 2. Like, literally, Forgotten Lore Volume 2. It's the reference to the second line in the poem where the narrator is pondering over many a quaint and curious volume of Forgotten Lore. Kang and Kodos' first appearance and Serac the Preparer's only appearance. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Homer is also drinking from the cask of Emontillo. El Montillado. Sorry. It's another Edgar Allan Poe story. So let's talk a little bit about the, um, the, EC, the EC Comics parody, which was had the disclaimer. 
and they're like, we better have a disclaimer on the show. So we have Marge come out, and they're like, and now, very ta- it's very tame by Halloween standards and even network animation standards. Yes, it is. He also, he also said that the, uh, the warning only made the episode more attractive to children. And they got rid of them because they just became a burden and nobody was listening to them anyway. The entire segment was a parody of the opening to the 1931 Frankenstein. And then, of course, uh, they did no warning for the fourth episode. They just did the homage to Night Gallery. And they're just like, yeah, we're done, because there was no point, honestly, at that. Um, did you also notice one of the tombstones said Casper the Friendly Boy? <laughs> and I missed this one. It said violence on TV. Oh, we know that's false. But yeah, um, the segment Hungry Are the Damned appears to be based on the Twilight Zone to serve man. And the latter, to serve man, is an alien text that is later found to be a cookbook. Humans are also weighed before being able to board the alien spacecraft. So there you go. Now, I think... I have to look this up, but I think there's a... uh, On the Simpsons wiki page, I think they have, like, a listing of all of the... The actual parodies. Uh, Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, let's see. Treehouse of Horror. Right here. They got Marge's entire warning. Let's see. Uh, and of course, they said the episode is considered non canon. <laughs> and of course, the writers love doing them because they get to do whatever they want and just kill people if they feel like it. It's also always been one of the. Uh, most popular episodes ever since its inception. But uh, I had used to have a book that had all the actual listings, like Fall of the House of Usher is how the house implodes. Oh, wait, I think it says some of these in here. Yeah, Amityville Horror is the main parody. Mm-hmm. Um, the Poltergeist nod. <coughs> the house implosion. Uh, of course, To Serve Man mentioned that and the whole raven parody so they got they got a pretty decent stuff in here but it's a good choice for the first episode because they do the haunted house they do an alien tale which became tradition and then they did a classic poem i thought that was a pretty damn good choice to uh to work with so what do you think of the original treehouse of horror dan give me your thoughts so it might be my second favorite one overall. Maybe third, I don't know. For Treehouse of Horrors or for episodes in general? For Treehouse. It is a good one. It's a really good one. I think uh I think the Halloween episode is always something to look forward to. Even when the uh the rest of the season hasn't been very good. <laughs> I will still watch all the Halloween episodes. And they're an annual tradition for me around Halloween time to go back and watch them. And I don't think that tradition's going away anytime soon. 
So yeah, uh, let me know what you guys thought of this watch-along concept. And if you want us to do this for... We're probably going to do standard format for other episodes except for Halloween. But we might do some bonus watch-alongs for the patrons. So let us know what you thought of this. And we'll let you guys know what's coming next. So next time here on Stupid Sexy Podcast... We are going to get political. Because we're going to review two cards in every garage and three eyes on every fish, which is a political-themed episode. Mr. Burns runs for governor. It's, uh... Probably my least favorite episode of season two. But let's look at it with some fresh eyes. And see how I oh, we feel. Fresh third eye. Yes, exactly. That's part of the plot. So we'll review... We'll go for politics next time, and then we'll get to do a baseball episode after that, when Homer becomes the mascot. But thank you guys for continuing to tune in and support Stupid Sexy Podcast. Check us out on CKCC Radio. Thank you to all of our patrons at patreon.com slash club kayfabe. Thank you very much to everybody who continues to listen in and support us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and all those other places. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, subscribe to us. That does it for this episode. I'm Chris, that's Dan, and we'll see you guys next time. Physical podcast, nothing at all.